Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, and today we're covering the Circle of Stars Druid. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? I'm a little a little cold still. Yeah, it's a little cold in here, <laughs> it's but it's okay. We're going to get through this winter. Winter. <laughs> Freeze. Indeed. Um, and today we are covering another Tasha's Cauldron of Everything uh, subclass. Everybody likes Tasha's. Yeah, because it's a really good book with it's a lot good. of good it's content. Good. It's good. Yeah. And uh, specifically, we're covering uh, Druidic subclass. Druids, as we have discussed before on the show, are practitioners of nature magic and warriors of nature. They speak with beasts and plants, transform into animals, and cast spells of the elements. They protect the wild places of the world, including forests, deserts, mountains, and grassland. But you know what else is part of nature, Brian? Space! Space. <laughs> That's right. These druids belong to the Circle of Stars. They look to the heavens for both guidance and magic. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm about it. Yeah. Um, the Circle of Stars allows druids to draw on the power of starlight. These druids have tracked heavenly patterns since time immemorial, discovering secrets hidden amid the constellations. By revealing and understanding these secrets, the Circle of Stars seeks to harness the power of the cosmos. Mm, this is cool. They're just like looking at the space, looking at space, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's very much like they're like star seers, right? Yeah, they're like, not like in space. They're just like, like. <laughs> Looking and admiring. Yeah, they're looking, they're appreciating, utilizing. but and they're utilizing, like, okay. you know, like a lot of the ancient peoples like of real history. Folk. Sure, there's that. But I was thinking, like, in ancient history, a lot of people looking to the stars to foretell the future. Yeah. That's definitely what they're doing. Ooh, they're like... Except for it actually works, because ooh. this is a D&D. <laughs> so they can do real magic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because magic is real in this non-real thing we're imagining. Indeed. Great. So many druids of the circle keep records of the constellations and the stars' effects on the world. Uh, some groups document these observations at megalithic sites, which serve as enigmatic libraries of lore. 
these repositories might take the form of stone circles, pyramids, petroglyphs, and underground temples. Any construction durable enough to protect the circle's sacred knowledge, even against a great cataclysm. Yeah, Stonehenge immediately would come to mind, right? Sure, like, yeah. Although that's pretty ambiguous as to what that was. Yeah, but it matches with, I think, the solar calendar to a certain degree. And I know the pyramids align with certain star formations. Yes, that's so, true. And they're yeah. actually really, they're at like super, uh, like the lat launch of those things is like, a third of the way up. It's like very mathematical. Yeah, it's very precise from my very limited understanding of it. Same. Um, but yeah, any questions before we get into it? I want to get in, I want I want to get into it. All right. So uh, let's do that. So the okay, so the druid gets their subclass at level 2. So this is when you're going to get your first feature. And the first feature you get is called star map. You've created a star chart as part of your heavenly studies. It is a tiny object and can serve as a spellcasting focus for your druid spells. You determine its form by rolling on the star map table or by choosing one of your own. While holding this map, you have these benefits. You know the guidance cantrip, which is a very useful cantrip. Super useful. Um, you have the guiding bolt spell prepared. It counts as a druid spell for you. Uh, I think normally it's usually a cleric spell. Uh, and it doesn't count against the number of spells that you have prepared. You can cast guiding bolt without expending a spell slot. You can do so a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. And you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Love that. Just yes. like the breath weapon stuff. Very nice. So yes. good. What a yeah. good upgrade. And guiding, guiding bolt is a very good spell, especially at early levels. Yeah, you yeah. want to help yeah. people kill something? Yeah, it That's does a good one. And it does good damage too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so. not it's not a bad spell at no. all. If you lose the map, you can perform a one hour ceremony to magically create a replacement. This ceremony can be performed during a short or long rest and it destroys the previous map. And you also have to do the ceremony to summon your backpack before that. Yeah, sure, I guess. This is a door of the explorer reference. Oh, well. dude, there was no fucking way I was gonna, <laughs> there was no way I was gonna get that. You have to say backpack, backpack a thousand times, <laughs> and then you have to summon the map. That's what she. Oh, is is that the one where it's I'm the map, I'm the map? No, that's that's you, you nailed no? it. Yeah, yeah. okay. They're like, right. which one of these fucking things is a map? Oh. And he's like, hey, it's me. I'm the map. I'm the map. Yeah. All right. Cool. Moving on. All right. <laughs> um, you also get another feature at level two. It's called Starry Form. As a bonus action, you you can expend a use of your wild shape feature to take on a starry form rather than transforming into a beast. Hmm. While in your starry form, you retain your game statistics, but your body becomes luminous. Your joints glimmer like stars, and glowing lines connect them as a star chart. As on a star chart, this form sheds bright light in a ten foot radius and dim light in an additional ten foot radius. The form lasts for ten minutes. It ends early if you dismiss it. Uh, no action required. Are incapacitated, die, or use this feature again. When you assume your starry form, choose which of the following constellations glimmers on your body. Your choice gives you certain benefits while you're in this form. Um, the first form is Archer. A constellation of an archer appears on you. When you activate this form in a, and as a bonus action on your subsequent turns while it lasts, you can make a ranged spell attack, hurling a luminous arrow that targets one creature within 60 feet of you. On hit, the attack deals radiant damage equal to 1d8 plus your wisdom modifier. That's cool. That's cool, but I guess the bonus action part is cool because mm -hmm. that's a that's basically a sacred flame. Yeah. 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 Um, Chalice is the next constellation you can choose. A constellation of a life-giving goblet appears on you. Whenever you cast a spell using a spell slot that restores hit points to a creature, you or another creature within 30 feet of you can gain... Regain hit points equal to 1d8 plus your wisdom on fire. Now, that's excellent. Also very that's good. very excellent. Yeah, because a little bit of healing goes a long way. Yeah, and that's, that's spreading the healing, too. It's like you're healing one person, and then you can heal yourself or another. That's excellent. That's pretty great. Um, when your party's in trouble, that is, like, prime. 
Um, the next constellation you can choose from is Dragon. A constellation of a wise dragon appears on you. When you make an intelligence or wisdom check or a constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on a spell, you can treat a roll of nine or lower on the d20 as a 10. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, so basically you can't fail, right? For the most well, part? Well, no, you can. It's uh, just you're like, very you, unlikely to. If you take, so the way it works is if you take damage. less than, less damage. So you take damage, right? If right. you take less than 10, the DC to pass the concentration check is 10. It's 10. So you'll never fail that way. Right. You should, you should be able to just auto pass anything mm -hmm. that's like a five you yeah. take five damage you roll you, just, you get yeah. a ten yeah you, you okay win. you win the game yeah absolutely but if you take a 12 then it doesn't matter you gotta roll you gotta roll the 12 you gotta do that either way that that's actually pretty excellent too if you're if you're really what a war caster class gets features like that like the rogue and then i can't beyond that i can't think of classes that just get auto auto numbers you know what i mean yeah and the only one only thing i can think of that helps you with concentration saving throws is the warcaster feat Right, that's pretty much the only other thing. Right. Interesting. So those are the three. You get three constellations, and quite frankly, they're all useful. Uh, Archer's cool, but it's not the most useful of the three, really. Yeah, they're, they're all situational, though. So yeah. if you really need the damage output, then I guess you could go for that, right? Yeah, I guess you could if you're if you're really focusing on being a damage damaging true, which you could. You totally could. Yeah, whatever the situation calls no. for. The, the point, I think, here is that you have the option you to, do. to do one of these three. You do have the option. Uh, now, a star chart will is like basically a, like, like the, what are the, is it Hercules? The Disney movie Hercules that they do the intro, and they kind of have, like, the the constellations moving with, like, the connect the dots style art. Sure, yeah. That's what a star chart looks like, right? Well, Just connect it, the dots. In this case, it's what your star form kind of looks like. Uh, I mean, yeah, essentially, from what I understand of a star chart, it's one of two. Well, no, it's one essential thing. You are um, you are charting the movement of the stars across the sky, okay. usually via constellation, because it's the easy way, easiest way to keep track. And it, you know, for sailors, it's going to help them, you know, navigate. Mm -hmm. um, and then for people into astrology, I guess it helps you uh, foretell the future. Yeah, like Moana, she fucking puts her fucking. She makes the shape of an L on her forehead, and then she like sees the star. Dude, above I her barely remember that movie. I remember liking that movie, but I don't remember that. That's part. how she's tracking. She's like pairing up a star with the first and oh, middle finger. Yeah, There's like yeah, a yeah. star formation there, and she's like, "Okay, I'm in the right spot." Yeah, except for like she needs, she would need to be aware of like the time of year and stuff to to uh, make up for the fact that those formations yeah, are they're, changing. They're, yes, yeah. uh, I don't know how to explain that part of Moana. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's totally fine. I, I guess it was just cool. She was that probably one time. just traveling for a couple days, so it never came into play. Her ghost grandma was figuring it out for her. I'm pretty sure, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And like the ocean was like a thing, and every time she fucked it up, she the ocean would be like, "No, no, it's cool. I got you." Yeah, I think I remember that. I don't know why the ocean just doesn't fucking handle it, but all right. All right, let's get back to Star Druids. Okay. Fuck the ocean. We're talking about space. Fuck the ocean. <laughs> this is like extra ocean. Yeah, it's it's, it's like the, the bigger, better ocean. ocean. It's the real ocean. It's the bigger, better, less pressure. It's the ocean. star ocean, like the game. Stotion. Um, Cosmic Omen is the feature that you get at level six of the Circle Star Druid. Whenever you finish a long rest, you can consult your star map for omens. When you do so, roll a die. Until you finish your next long rest, you gain access to a... Special reaction based on whether you rolled an even or odd number on the die. If my fellow party member said they were going to do this, I'd be like, that sounds fucking sus, my guy. I know, right? Please don't. So this is wheel or woe, which we're vaguely <laughs> oh, familiar with when yes. it comes to augury. So wheel is even. Whenever a creature you can see within 30 feet of you is about to make an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, you can use your reaction to roll a d6 and add the number rolled to the total. That's cool. So you can help a friend. Nice. Woe. Odd. 
Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whenever a creature you can see within 30 feet of you is about to make an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, you use reaction uh, to roll a d6 and subtract the number roll from the total. So it's like uh, mitigate an enemy. Yeah, yeah. Like help an yeah. ally mitigate an enemy. You can use this reaction a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Now, that's really useful. Like, you're like, just like psychic, but not... Like sort um, of. You're divinating. You're divinating. Yeah. I think is the idea here. Yeah. And so on the fly. I well no, I think the idea here is that in your divinations you saw this scenario and now you can like say the right thing or do the right thing to cause your ally to have a bonus in whatever oh, it is they're doing. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, you got to kind of retroactively. Hey, man, like, I'm, I'm looking at my star chart and uh, just like when you're fighting out there, just keep dodging left, dude. <laughs> sure. Thumbs up. Yeah, you. I mean, you can play it like that, sure. <laughs> but um, a number of times you go to your proficiency bonus. So like, let's say, what, at level eight or nine, do you have a plus four by then? No. You get a plus four around level 10, huh? Uh, let's just call it like a level five plus three kind of thing. Okay, so yeah, level five plus three. So three times a day, you can add a D6 to your allies pretty much every day or take a D6 away from your enemies every day. It's pretty damn useful. You're going to use all three of them, almost guaranteed. Yeah, you should anyway, probably. Yeah, This smells like a good feature, but I haven't thought about it long enough to know if it is or not. Yeah, it definitely smells like roses, though. <laughs> it does. It super Druidic smells like roses. space roses. Druidic space roses. Um, Twinkling Constellations is the next feature you get. You can get it at level 10. Mm-hmm. The constellation of your starry form, uh, the constellations of your starry form improve. The one day of the archer and chalice become two d eight. While the dragon and while the dragon is active, you have a flying speed of twenty feet. Hey, wow! Over. I was Holy like, shit! Yeah, cantrip style scaling. Okay, that's nice. Oh fuck! You can fly. Yeah. <laughs> Great. The dragon one's not bad because like you you get to save against uh, you better saves against your concentration failing. So it's like do a concentration spell, then fly into the sky and probably not get your concentration broken. That's cool. Yeah. Because uh, like as a druid, like one of the tactics you can do is like cast a concentration spell wild shape. And then you just have to like try to maintain the concentration for action economy. So that's going to help you out. Yeah, absolutely. So moreover, at the start of each of your turns, while in your starry form, you can change which constellation glimmers on your body. Ooh. Oh, okay. So you can switch literally it switch it out for, for need. Don't okay. do it while you're flying unless the other no, ones let you fly. Bad move. Bad move. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe this is the final feature. At level 14, you get the feature called Full of Stars. When in your starry form, you become partially incorporeal, giving you resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Okay. I mean, that's useful. Somebody listening to a lot of Coldplay, like modern Coldplay. Uh, Does they have that sky full of stars song? I, I barely understand the this reference. It's a newer book. Yeah. Here is sky. No, I don't know the song. Sky I don't know it. Full of stars. <laughs> okay. I want to show you my heart or something like that. Um, oh, Coldplay, what happened to you? I like Coldplay, but I don't I don't know what song you're referring to, so maybe it's bad. But um, Insert 40-year-old virgin joke here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that. The resistance of bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage is good because it's not specific, so that includes magical. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's excellent uh, in that way, even if it's a pretty, like, very basic, mundane. It's, there's not a lot of bells and whistles to this feature. It's I just like, good. I also like becoming partially incorporeal. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's yeah, fun. It sounds like fun. <laughs> so, what does the, that mean? How do you, like, you're translucent? What it means is like much like a D and D ghost, which is partially incorporeal, things pass through you, but they also damage you. 
Okay. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that the makes mace sense. didn't rip your face off. It Definitely. just made you look fuzzy for it a minute. It warbled my face. But it certainly hurt. He warbled my face, bro. <laughs> Indeed. Ow. Um, so this feature seems, this feature, this subclass seems fun and it seems useful, but I don't know how, quote unquote, overpowered or underpowered Powerful. it is. Yeah. Because we're always going to have to compare to the Circle of the Moon. I would imagine that it's, yeah, well, yeah, that's not really a fair comparison no matter what, right? I know, but that's, so, that, that's. The hard line that has been drawn by sure. this game. Everything will always fall under the circle of the moon. Period. End story. I mean, yeah. I but guess so, yeah. They would have to. Yeah. Because it's that's super that's that's like Circle of the Moon the, is so good. It's it's so powerful. But um my point is like when you attach these features to the fact that a druid is a full caster, I mean, this is a this is a good class, I think. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um this this there's a lot of play here mm-hmm. for flavor. Yeah. Which uh, I'm definitely gonna get into with my character build today. Yeah. Oh well, you know what? You wanna talk about that? Only if you let me take a fucking break. Alright, let's take a short rest. Okay. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of the Dungeon Cast is sponsored by the Adventurer's Guide to the Bible. Cleopatra is dead, and Roman Parthia struggle for world domination in this immersive historical setting for 5th edition. Your adventure begins with a search for the three missing magi, but will bring you into conflict with enemies both human and supernatural. Featuring six new subclasses and dozens of new character options, as well as 50 new monsters based on ancient Babylonian and Hebrew mythology. 
This 350-page module is live on Kickstarter now. We've returned. Indeed, we have. Hood up. Oh, hood Sorry. down. Sorry, I was outside. It was cold. The Sith Lord of podcasts. <laughs> we'll start. All right, Brian. Tell me about your character. Kagan. Kagan. Sarl Kagan. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. That's sorry. how they introduced themselves. I like themselves. it. I, I like <laughs> the Kagan part. Sarl Kagan <laughs> is uh, a Protector ASMR, level oh. eight um, Circle of Stars druid. Okay. Um, let's see here. We got zero strength. Uh Plus two to dex, minus one constitution. I made another dump stat con character. I okay. haven't done this since Sweet Boy. All right. All right. Uh, plus one Super int- frail. Plus one intelligence, uh, plus two to wisdom, and a plus three charisma. I made this as charismatic as possible. Um, why? Why the charisma? Because uh, Carl Sagan. I guess he is charismatic, but you you're not going to gonna use that as a druid. You- no, but I'm going to use. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to use it as a dungeon dragon. Okay, character all right. That likes that's to just fine. like qu- like absentmindedly quote Carl Sagan when they do stuff. Okay, I like and that. That's that's going to be my fun character character spring. Is when I do stuff, I'm going to like say one of these abstract quotes that only sort of applies to the <laughs> fantasy world I'm probably in. Uh-huh. Like this one for small creatures such as we. The vastness is bearable only through love. And that's like the type of shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. No, there's a ton of good okay. ones. There's uh, so many. That's fantastic. Uh, like, ext- like, you'll be looking at the star chart and look up at the campfire. Like, extinction is the rule. Survival is the exception. <laughs> We're going to win tomorrow. Like, like. Okay, you're selling me. You're I'm selling gonna me inspire. on this. These, these quotes are saving your character. No, yeah, this all based you're off like, these of, quotes are my character. These, yeah, these quotes are my character. And like these cool subclass features, which actually make it a lot of fun to, yeah, sure, absolutely. to play. Um, like, you know, I probably have fucking constellation tattoos on me and shit. I, I probably glow at night, you know, stuff like that. Because I get. Here's a question somewhere. Would you assign uh, quotes to particular spells? And so every time you cast a particular spell, you sure. say a particular quote. Yeah, I yeah. was just about to do something like that. Oh, okay. This one says, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. And then I'll fucking obliterate somebody with like oh. guiding boulders oh and shit like that. Uh, like, I like that. Yeah, stuff stuff like that. It's, 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 a, really, it's a really fun, uh, you know, I have a brainyquote.com. It's, it's a up. really fun, funny concept, but does this person have a character, have a, a personality? Um, yeah, I mean. What's their life mission? Is it Carl Sagan's life mission? I think it's just edu- like learning about the stars, educating, okay. uh, you mm-hmm. know, being that I, I always love my druids to really lean into just the very druidicness of their druidity, mm-hmm. which is to say, hang out with trees. Except for in this case, the stars. Yeah. I mean, we're going to hang out under the stars. We're going to hang out in a place with not too many trees so I can see space. Yeah. But also, yeah, not too many, not too many city lights so that you can see space. Uh, no, I did take, I did take a couple of uh, fun, cool little things, but I think I hid them because I shrank. Oh, God, we we suck at D&D Beyond on the show. Let yeah, me... I'm looking at your Dean. There we go. I'm yeah, like, I, I don't know I what I'm looking at here. In. Okay, let me go to my features because I picked a couple of cool mm-hmm. ones, right? So I, I took proficiency in Arcana and Nature, and I'm going to lean into that magic. <laughs> Makes shit. sense. Um, I know Druidic spell casting, Wild Shape. Let's see. Yeah, I went up to level eight. Where is my cool stuff? Starry form. That's a bad name, by the way. Starry form. Why? I was. I just don't like it. Oh, okay. I don't really like it. Um, feats. There we go. There's a little button for that. So I took observant. Um, increase your intelligence or wisdom score by one. I picked wisdom. If you can see a creature, uh, a creature's mouth while just speaking a language you understand, you can interpret what it's saying by reading its lips. You have a plus five bonus to your passive perception and passive investigation scores. Okay. I mean that's very fitting. 
and I also took Artificer Initiate. Oh. Uh, you've learned a cantrip and uh, first level spell from the Artificer spell list, uh, as well as proficiency with an artisan tool that you can use. Uh, you can use as a spellcasting focus for spells that use intelligence as the spellcasting ability. Um, I took Magic Stone. Okay. Cool. Okay, and I took Remind me, what does Magic cool. Stone do? Um, is that me, a damage spell? I feel like it is. Uh, isn't it the one where you, you shoot rocks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's, uh, um, let me look up Magic Stone. What's Carl Sagan doing shooting rocks? Well, I got to be able to fucking hit people, dog. <laughs> okay, all right. Magic my, Stone. My bad. I got to protect myself while I'm studying space. Yeah. You know, people come up come up behind me and shit, I'll just shoot a rock at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, it was the one I was thinking of. You touch one of three pebbles, um, imbue them with magic. You or someone else can make ranged spell attacks. So I can give them to my homies. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the range? Uh, range of 60 feet. If someone else attacks with the pebble, the attacker adds your spellcasting ability modifier, not the attackers, to the attack roll. On a hit, the target takes bludgeoning damage equal to 1d6 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Uh, hit or miss, the spell then ends on the stone. I was trying to think of some sort of play on the, the little blue dot thing. You know the little blue. Oh yeah, that quote, quote, yeah. that quote is over here. Yeah, the here. little blue dot quote with the stones. That like. is a hard one. I was looking at the little blue dot quote. Where is it? They could be so... your little blue dots that you're firing off into the enemy. Because that and killing that them. is the uh, that presumes that I have seen Earth as it has been called in Fizzbands. I mean, it's very. It, it's not completely unlikely. I mean, you could have been in some sort of drug-induced trance and like transcended into the stars. What would make to you see your star gods? What would I don't make know. You, what would make you make a reference like that? Will Secret Quest Saga. <laughs> we have a druid who basically does that all the time. Basically, you just, yeah, no, it, it does do, do that all, all the, the time. time. Every story break, yeah, absolutely. every story arc. She's seen all the little blue dots. All the blue dots. Um, where is the little blue dot quote? But I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. Like, look at it. It's Earth, and it's so small, and we're on it. Yeah, and you basically yeah. said, look at it. It's Earth. It's a blah, blah, bah, yeah. bah, <laughs> Check out this little yeah. blue dot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's in your face. Okay. You got um, any other unique features? I took an Artificer Initiate so I could, uh-huh. like, build a telescope. Okay. Was there a reason you chose ASMR? Because. Uh, because. Um, because. Because. Okay. The charisma boost, mainly. No, oh, okay. um, fair enough. I don't know. One I thought you because Carl Sagan is a saint. <laughs> like, upper planar, you know, sort of. Okay. Carl Celestial, Sagan. stars, I, I get it. Okay. I, Carl Sagan seems like a really good dude, but you never know. Carl Sagan was a very, very good dude I, from everything I yeah, know about him. Read I, many of his books. He's from what we know on the show, Carl Sagan's a pretty good dude, and I don't mind basing a character off of him. I've and, had trouble with this And making that character an angel. About not doing my research, about like using <laughs> using pop culture figures yeah, for characters. But I felt safe thing. about Carl Sagan. I think it's a safe who choice. He seems like a pretty good dude. Neil deGrasse Tyson seems to... I don't uh, know enough about him. He vouches for Carl Sagan that he's like he brought him on board. Although I can't, I don't know if I can vouch for Neil deGrasse Tyson because there's some dirt on I'm him as well. I'm pretty sure Carl Sagan is pretty widely unanimously like a, a considered like a intellectual saint. I mean, that's what I thought. Um, I got a plus four to nature. That's cool. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, intelligence saving throw, wisdom saving throws. I can walk thirty feet. Um, I, <laughs> like Carl Sagan probably could. I left my my HP at level eight is thirty five. Well, that's rough. <laughs> and my AC without any buffs is you're twelve. In, like yeah, you're in danger. I'm at gonna all be time. bark skinning. You're in space the, skin. Yeah, reflavor that spell. Yeah. The space skin. asteroid skin. That see, that's where I was going with the magic stones. It's like oh, you're gonna okay. shoot meteors. Oh okay, yeah, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> Maybe when I shoot them, they'll like catch fire. You know, like they're breaking atmosphere. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really good. Yeah. Uh, let me see what I took for my background. Um, I forgot. 
What do you think of this guy? Well, this is a girl. Okay. Um, Kagan by itself is a cool name. Oh, Entertainer. That's what I took. Entertainer. Yeah. You took Entertainer. I used to teach people publicly about oh. space. I, I guess that is technically entertainer. I always think Carl Sagan is more Carl Sagan is more of an intellectual and professor. Yeah, but he had he had the dual the dual he he had the personality to present. Sure. Yeah. So like that's that's entertainment. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, like and that's that's what his uh, like Neil deGrasse Tyson does now or like uh, who who's the other guy? Shit. I don't, um, I don't know. There's there's a handful of them that you see out there like yeah they're like science science, science ambassadors but sure. they're also very charismatic people that yeah, are able to course. teach. So I I kind of wanted to play a high charisma character that like has no business like with the class like mm -hmm. I don't know I I felt like going with the um, okay I got a plus six performance. That's, sure. That's dope. That's going to yes. help me do my shit. Absolutely. Um, but my my mission in life is to spread the word about stars, stars and space. Whatever okay. that means for the setting we're in. Works for me, cool. man. Kagan. Hey, man. That See that one up there? That's a dragon. Check it out. The girl with the dragon tattoo right here in front of you. I can fly. It's time to get ready for our long rest. <laughs> So let's do that. Yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest. It is going to be a long. Hopefully Wait, not too long. No. <laughs> That's not how this works. We're getting ready to go to bed, and we do that with your help. Wait, no. Do we do that with their help? We just do that. We're going to help each other go to sleep? What do we do here? Well, what are we doing? I think we're supposed to do Patreon shoutouts. <laughs> well, I'm starting to panic. Yeah, we're going to do Patreon shoutouts. Hey. Everybody that came into Patreon for like the whole month of December and then the last month of no, the last week of November and maybe even the week before that, Thanksgiving it to them. Were mm -hmm. you Thanksgiving it to us? <laughs> uh, thank you. We lost some of the names. We have like a list. But there, there's a there's a chink in our armor. There's a gaps. If we don't shout you out right now, is what I'm saying. Send us some send us a message so that we can get you on the next so one. Because we, we want to shout you out. Holidays have been crazy. It's been chaotic, and we we lost our list. We've had some. There's been some crazy stuff. Uh, anyway, we're not going to get into that. We we have the list updated from a certain date on, and because of the way we recorded things, one of the lists got lost in the shuffle, got overwritten or copied or whatever. Uh, but anyway, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> here we go. There's going to be some more recent stuff, but we didn't. We saw you guys come in. We didn't forget about you, and we're going to get you. Send us a message to help us remember. I mean, we de facto did forget about you. That's no, literally uh, the, But no, we, we, we didn't we forget out, that you exist. We just no, forgot the specifics. We ran out of time last recording. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't forget about All right, you. Okay, all right. I, I, I didn't forget. We'll, we'll forgot you. <laughs> all, right, all right, here we go. go we got Nathan Bird. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan Bird. <laughs> Nathan Bird. It's B-Y-R-D, is that? Yeah, uh, I see that. It's yeah. like Larry Bird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Larry Bird. Nathan Bird, dunking on him. Dunking on the dungeon cast. All right. Thank you, Nathan Bird. We got Zachary Barrett. Thank you, Zachary. Zachary Barrett with the Gatling, gar Gatling gun arm. Yeah. From Final Fantasy VII. Yes. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Zachary Barrett. Carolyn Harper. Thank you, Carolyn. We see you, Carolyn. Thank you. Uh, uh, Ty Tynan? Tynan Cameron. Thank you, Tynan. Thank you, Tynan. Tynan. Tynan Cameron. Cameron. Thank you. Uh, oh, shit, dude. It's David. <laughs> Thank you, David. Thank you, David. 
I would say just David, but that would imply that that's your tag. It's David. No, it's just David. No, no. no you it, said it's, it's David. It's just no, David. No, David. I had a pause there. It's just It's David. 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 Thank you, David. Killing it, David. Holy shit, David. Thank you for the, the generous contribution, David. Um, that's like David and Goliath. Not just David and Goliath. It's like David. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Uh, Joel Lima. Thank you, Joel. Joel Lima. Your name looks familiar, Joel Lima. And it might be because you're the most recent person, but it might be because I've seen you before, Joel Lima. I don't feel like I have seen him before. Did you, oh, you haven't seen Joel? I don't think so. Ah, then maybe I'm tripping. But regardless, you're here now, and that's what matters, Joel. So thank you. Thank you, Joel. And thank you to everybody else. Like we said, uh, we missed a handful of folks. We should have shouted you out. Things got things got crazy. Things got fucking crazy for us. <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, no, we're really sorry about that, though. Like, let us know. We want to fix this. We want to make this right. <laughs> Check out your bonus content um, and, you know, let us know what you guys think of your merch and stuff. Uh, and make sure you hit up. Uh, join our Discord if you haven't, especially if you're on Patreon because you get that exclusive shit that nobody else is getting except for other patrons, of course, and the moderators and stuff on Discord that go in there. We're all very wonderful, nice, friendly people that we care about here on the show a yep, lot. Absolutely. Don't hassle them because then you'll be ha- it's like you're hassling me. Exactly. And then I'll come hassle you. I actually <laughs> won't. But like it'd be cool if everyone's just chill. You know, we like that. Indeed. Hey, we got anything else we want to talk about on this long rest? Um, I mean, we got a merch store. If you guys want to check us out on Spreadshirt.com, um, we got shirts, jackets, hoodies, um, beans, totes, totes, stickers. We got everything. You want to support us in a small way? That's, hey, do you we know? have pins? Oh, uh, we do have pins. We have oh, plenty shit. of pins. We got lots I gotta of pins. I got to get some pins. Yeah, yeah. They're really hard to display on the YouTube background. Um, hey, let me check my, my Discord real quick. Uh, there's a buddy of ours on Discord that let me know that they sent something to the P.O. box. And I went the day they asked me to, but it wasn't there. I guess it got delayed. Oh. Um, and I haven't had a chance to go back. I tried to go today. It didn't work out. Oh, yeah. Murdark. Murdrak. Murdrak. Hey, man. Um, I haven't had a chance to go to the P.O. box yet, but I will. Like, probably this week. Um, but don't worry. Your shout-out's coming. And also, sorry, Marcos. My kid took my kid took that cool red beholder stuffy you gave me um so it's not on the background i don't know where she put it i think it got I think, so we have like a like a beanbag style like zipper zippered zipped up place to store things okay. for stuffed animals sure i think it's in there i'm oh, gonna go check after this recording i gotta get that abyss. thing on the back yeah okay the honor of the year of the beholder i have great places to hang it from um mm. I think it was up there for one episode, and then I forgot to say something about it. But, yeah, if you guys uh, send us something uh, in the P.O. box uh, that we can display, we'll fucking display it. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll shout you out. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. All right, guys. I think we are going to call it a game. We love you. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.